You're listening to the Totally Buzzed Podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode 14 of the Totally Buzzed UK Podcast, the podcast that drops every Monday at 7am and takes you around the weird and wonderful stories on the web. I'm your host, Laura. This week, I am joined by Killer Kaylee. Oh, has my nickname changed? It changes every week. I work really hard on them. I look forward to next week when I'm possibly kangaroo Kaylee because there's not many K's. Hey, I can work magic, okay? Kettle. Kettle Kaylee. <laughs> she's, she's reached boiling point this week as Kettle Kaylee. Thank you. That's, that's the type of hard work I put into it. But I thought you'd like Killer Kaylee because I was thinking Killer Queen like the Queen song. But, oh, yeah. I yeah. see where you're going. Yeah. In my demographic, yeah, I know. Your demographic. Queen fans, my people. Hey. Um, are you all good? You all well? Ready for another cheer up your glum Monday case of the Totally Buzz UK podcast? Yes, I am looking forward to whatever you have to tell me because, as usual, I have no idea, just like the listener. Excellent. Do you like how I casually slipped that in there? If this is your first time listening to the podcast, this podcast, basically, I'm going to read three stories that I found around the web that you may have missed that are entertaining, fun, a bit quirky, border on the unbelievable, and we're going to discuss them. And we hope to have a good time. Kaylee hopes to have a good time. We all hope you have a good time. And if you enjoy what you hear, you can follow, like, subscribe, rate five stars, all that. Don't time. forget to have a good time. I know, right? Because how many times can you say good time? So many. And then... Also, you can, you know, make sure to follow us on Twitter at TotallyBuzzUK, go back, listen to old episodes, etc. And also check out the website, www.totallybuzz.co.uk, which is podcasters in association with, where you'll find a companion piece with all the stories we discuss, along with the TikTok spotlight, spoiler alert, that's coming up if you're new to the episode, where we talk about a TikTok. But we're going to get right into it this week, because we don't want to waste your time. We want you to be entertained. We want to cure them cases on Mondays. So, Kaylee, are you ready for... Story one. Yes, I am. Let's go. Right, so you know how I always end up talking about animals uprising and overturning us? We've had a few animals gone wild stories on the weird... Oh, we've had animals and robots, but yes. Yes. Well, we go to the New York Post this uh, this time. Uh, about the headline on this is Evil Rooster Terrorises Queen's Neighbourhood Attacking Residents. This story, uh, I'm just going to read the first line here. An evil, bloodthirsty rooster is terrorising a queen's neighbourhood along with his cocky crew, according to the latest victim who run afoul of the bird this week. So, Leon uh, told the basic the post that he left his uh, home on the Thursday catcher bus and suddenly he felt a peck on the back of his left hand. He turned around and his blood was gushing out and then this rooster just kept charging at him um, as almost as it was evil. So evil, in Leon's words. So he had to deal with two things, a charging rooster and gushing blood. He was trying to apply pressure at the same time, but this rooster just kept coming for him. So he made a run for it and called 911. Don't call 999 if you're American. He called 911 and had to go to an urgent care clinic, have a tetanus shot and antibiotics. The uh, New York police turned up to the scene around you know 9am, so about an hour or so later. And uh, he filmed uh, Leon, you know, the cops plucking up his crowy attacker, another rooster who'd also been roaming the streets alongside it, and they just sort of evaded the police. 
The roost and at least one hen have been ruffling feathers in this neighbourhood for years, so it's kind of their pat. But, um, yeah, what do you think? Killer roosters? Did you write the article with all those puns in there? Uh, the article had those puns in there, and I know what you're thinking. I should probably be working for them with those puns, because my puns yeah. are strong. Um, so, am I right in, in thinking the guy was sat on the bus, you said? He was basically going to get on the bus, so he was waiting for the bus. Oh, he was going to get on the bus, because I just had this this weird, oh, like, image in my head. Like, the bus driver was kind of just like, take all my money, sit at the back, please, I need to save my wife and child. I just didn't expect a rooster, though, you know? And uh, apparently this rooster, and it's, you know, hen psychic, it's also, go- if you go further down in this article... Another woman was saying she was chased by this rogue rooster and it scratched another woman up and down her legs and that it started to well, bite people. Well, as I've said in like previous podcasts, you know, like my whole thing about crows and how they don't forget and all that sort of stuff. I, I maybe, maybe somebody's just tormented these poor roosters and so they've gone on a rampage just attacking human life because some human's just been savagely horrible to it or them. I mean, the picture that you have sent me of this guy's hand, it looks pretty savage it looks like a very deep cut but then also i feel like it's it helps that he's let the blood run for the picture if that makes sense this kind of feels like an april fool's type it really does Uh, i had to double check three times that it was in october that this was published yeah it's just uh, so weird and when you were like saying oh yes the what were you saying the queen's uh area or something yeah that was it i i genuinely kept thinking of like her royal highness oh no you should be thinking kings of queens it helps you remember that it's a new york district nice you know this tv show what i'm thinking of now is um coming to america with eddie murphy well now replace eddie murphy with the rooster and you've got this film (laughs) no i just feel like he's like i am royalty rooster leave me alone It could be uh, a sketch. To be fair, the flock's owner, they've tracked down like who owns these roosters because apparently city health codes show that roosters are prohibited as pets, but they know the person that owns them in the area. And they've asked him about it. And he's insisted to the post that his February friends are beloved in the neighbourhood and he will cuddle up and sleep with his daughter. He said they never attack, so he doesn't know what's happened. The kids come and take pictures of them. They love the chickens. Okay, I thought they were roosters. Well, they're chickens, roosters. They're like... You know, Beverly flock birds. I just like that, like, the idea that, oh, I let it sleep with my daughter and then, like, he leaves the room and the rooster has, like, a knife up to her neck or something. <laughs> Don't talk. Like, you ain't gonna say shit, bitch. <laughs> he said they're gonna send out an investigator the Department of Health at the bottom, but, like, the person who got attacked by it was like... Well, somebody going to investigate a rooster? Yeah, basically. Because you're not meant to have them as pets, so technically it is a violation. Where were you last Thursday at this time? But... The guy got attacked is just like the roosters were all around. They were just walking around loose. So the way he's talking, it's like they grow more and more in his mind. Like there was like a flock, but he only saw two in total. And one was attacking. He started hallucinating after the first bite. Like maybe there's some sort of cockerel venom. See, now if a rooster ran ran at you, right? This is where I, I feel a little bit like this is traumatic. And you know, you had to get a tetanus shot and your hand was bleeding. Mm. I still find it weird you call the police. I know it makes sense because you're like, it's a danger. I mean, I don't, I know, like, obviously, we have the general, like, 999, 911, whatever. I don't think there's a number for, like, animal control. control, Everybody's like, I just feel like it's that thing from the IT crowd where they're like, oh, one, six, six, two, one, six. 
9976544. You have to try and remember it, and then it's like the most useful thing, uh, unuseful thing ever. I just find it weird the idea of officers coming up to apprehend the rooster. I get it, it's a danger to the society and it's done There's damage. No wings in the air! Yeah, like, and waving like you just don't care. Yeah, I see. <laughs> got the same energy. I love all your boyfriends for the same joke. Yeah, I just. I just find it a bit weird, you know what I mean? I feel a bit like I'd be a bit embarrassed to be like, hi, I'd like to report a disturbance. I've just, I, I, a rooster stole my lunch money. Um, <laughs> Were you in high school? <laughs> yes, I am. I never left. Um, <laughs> and I never will. But um, it's that sort of vibe, you know what I mean though? Because it's like, it's like when mm. people lie about their like people that mug them or something. I say this, I base this on TV or movies, so. I feel like you're going to say the same thing as me. People describe their attackers as always someone bigger or like, oh, I got mugged and it was like totally like a six foot seven behemoth and he had like, oh, muscles like Hercules and then they arrest the guy and it's like a skinny guy who's just sort of like, what's up? Yeah, literally can be like fall over with a gust of wind. Yeah, it feels like (laughs) What I was going to say is this story sounds like the one that you tried to cover up because it's really embarrassing. Exactly. You don't. You wouldn't go around. You know, like, what you. Like, how did you get that gnarly scar on your hand? Um, definitely eye. wasn't. A, definitely wasn't a rooster that attacked I me. S- I saved a child from a knife attack. It was like, it'd be something heroic that you lie about. You would be like, oh my god, this is literally the storyline from Big Bang Theory when Sheldon got like attacked by a by a hen. Isn't it? Didn't they do this in Friends as well? And someone got mugged by a monkey. Like a zoo, or is that not friends? That's something else. Someone got mugged by. A no, how I met your mother did it. How I met your mother. Um, Je- Marshall got mugged by a monkey, and he had to go on Robin's talk show, and he finally confessed that a monkey stole his wallet or something because he said it was a group of people, but it was a monkey where he fed a banana and he led in. The monkey grabbed him, sort of hit him against the bars, and took his wallet. I feel like I remember that slightly. Yeah, I was like, because at first I was like, friends, because I associate monkey with friends. But I'm like, no, I think it's how I met your mother, because it was on Robin's morning talk show, like, ba-dum-bum. I feel like there's so many different... Yeah, well, apparently, you know, they could have been based on a true story, is basically what we're now learning. Apart from the fact it sounds more sinister when you're like, an evil bloodthirsty rooster's on the loose. You know what, Kaylee, we're going to move away from animals, but don't, don't worry, I've got more animal magic up my sleeve for later in I love a little bit of animal magic I feel like this weird and wonderfulness sometimes is basically like what funny shit do animals do I'm going to track it down for you people pretty much always got a good animal story but I'm going to move away from animals I'm going to move away from America I'm going to go much closer to home not too close though because Katie's going to be like I don't live there but we're going to go to Devon for the next story good old Devon in the UK (laughs) yep (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, that's what we were. I said it like that, but you know, whatever. I didn't know you were such a big fan of Devon. I personally am on the side of Cornwall. Certainly, in- I've never been to Devon. I've been to Cornwall. Oh, so but... you you literally been to the rival and you just cheered Devon. Nice. Anyway, I just I just, I just quickly drove past. This story comes from ITV. It's about a Devon bungalow that's now on the market for 35k. I've sent you a picture because there is a catch to this, and I will describe this to the people. So there's a bungalow in the idyllic Devon. If, you, if you're not British or you don't know Devon, you haven't been there, basically seaside town, beautiful woodland, beautiful area to live in. You know, it's like a bit of a dream. I'd say a dream place to retire is a lot of what people do. So there's this house that's 35k, which would be a bargain because it's an expensive place to go. But as estate agents say, it comes in a ruinous condition. 
And by ruinous, it there doesn't seem to be a complete wall left on this building. Basically, Bridgewell Bungalow, uh, it's uh, at Hawkchurch, and it's basically situated three miles from Axminster on the Devon and Dorset border with stunning views of East Devon and the West Dorset countryside. So imagine a beautiful countryside. That's your view. It's just below Lambert's Castle, which is an Iron Age hill fort that's been, you know, a special site of scientific interest since 1981 and all that stuff. And so it's a lovely area. But yeah, basically you're paying 35k for a shack for a place that hasn't been lived in since the 1960s. And I don't even know if you can call it a building. They do list it as a derelict timber building that needs a little work to make it livable. Little a work. little work. Yeah, a little work seems a little um, underselling the issue. But to make it worse, Katie, before I ask for your direct opinion on this derelict building, that is basically two and a half walls and a bit of wood framing. Um, they say that health and safety is a warning on the property and says the building's in very poor condition and that viewing should not be attempt uh, viewing should not attempt to enter. Enter's also strong because I I'm pretty sure it's like open plan for the whole forest based on the picture. Thirty five k. What do you think? What do you feel about this? Considering there's been a lot of houses in the UK that have sold for literally a pound and they have more walls than this. I think whoever's getting 35k for that monstrosity is laughing. I feel 35k is also the starting price because it goes to auction. So it could go for more. We will keep an eye on it. (laughs) I feel like that could go over in a very strong gust of wind. But I guess the argument is we're probably paying for the beautiful area because I will send you a picture of the nice, beautiful sites because to describe... Excel the land. Get rid of the structure. I feel like they should just, yeah, if they knock it down so you can own this piece of land, it would probably look less like you're getting robbed because it does look like maybe Robin Hood's hideout. Yeah. It's got that. I mean, to be fair, I think his hideout was probably a bit better than that. (laughs) That's because Friar John was... It's just like Robin Hood's crap den. (laughs) So are you not interested (laughs) in moving to Robin Hood's crack den? No, not really. Um, I just feel like this is one of those things, you know, like when people book a holiday in like Spain or whatever, and they're like, oh, amazing ocean views and blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, and then they get to this. Yeah. It's like, it's like that scene in In Between Us when they're like, I hope this isn't our hotel. And it was. And there's like the dog in the in the well. <laughs> not to insult, I mean, that's probably at great. I was going to say not to insult any Airbnb owners, but it's the ones where you're like, wow, only £30 and everywhere else the hotel in the area is 50 odd quid or 70 quid a night. Oh, but it looks so good. And then you go to it and it's like, this is just someone's house. I mean, someone's garage. Yeah, you're sharing it with like, what, 10 people and they all have to share the same bathroom. Yeah, great. if you get a bathroom. And there's no lock on the door. There's a, there's a, to me, it's like a garage with a portaloo parked up on the driveway. Yeah. I, I I feel like that's even overselling it, to be honest. What, compared to this Devon place? Yeah. There's no loo, is there? There's not even a port I mean, I mean, I'm not being funny. I don't know how, but I think somehow it has a chimney. I was just looking at that because I'm like, if all the things <laughs> okay, remain... How is that the only part that's still standing? I tell you what, it's not really a chimney anymore at this point. It's an outdoor barbecue, if you really think about it. <laughs> a so pizza it's... oven. Yeah, basically put it in. Boom! This house now. I just, I just, <laughs> you know, like when you've gone into like the woods or whatever, and someone's like desperately tried to create a shelter out of like fallen trees and twigs and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's like a Sims version of that. 
basically what I would do on The Sims. Like, <laughs> this is what you do on The Sims when you've been playing for like 18 hours and you've given up. And you start to turn a bit murderous. Like, I wonder how my Sim will cope if I... And then it's insert this picture. I just love the idea that they do say it needs a little work. I like, I like how they... You just need to lick a pain. It'll be fine. Just, you know, be fine. What I also want to know, because they don't actually say in the article, I'd be really interested in this, is it's not been lived in since the 1960s. A part of me wonders, has it been like this since the 1960s? What happened? What it was like before. Yeah, that's what I would be curious I mean, to know. looking at it, it looks kind of like it was like a caravan type size. It doesn't look big. I don't know if that this is all that's left. Then it left. might just be the angle. Yeah, this might be all that's left. Basically, a garage like size. For a garage with a fireplace. Yeah, everything else went. I'm surprised if there isn't like a picture of the original building. No. It was I feel a- like I could do some more digging and I probably will find it, but. What's even worse is it says that it used to be a cottage. So it used to be a cottage. Yeah, but I'm not being funny. They're, they're putting that description on it, yet they've said that it needs a little work. There I'm not really getting sold on their descriptions, to be honest with you. What I also find funny, well, I say funny, weird, is it says it's been abandoned for 60 years. That just feels like someone up and left in the night and this is what happened. Do you know what? You just said um, for 60 years, and I was thinking 1960 wasn't that long. Oh, wait. Did you just realise how old you are? Did you just... I'm so old. You're so old. But, um, yeah, so 35k, you're not going to pay that. How much are you willing to bid on this, Kaylee? out of interest? Like I said, you can literally Google houses for a pound. I wouldn't even pay a penny for it. I'd want it for free so I could knock it down and just be done with it. Right. This is this is another pump and forget about it, okay? Right. To be fair, you like to pump and forget about it. You like to break it down. You're going to like story three that we're moving to. This story's headline, a dog pee calls a traffic pole to snap in Japan. And it's not the first time. So the average lifespan for light bulbs, in, uh, light poles, that's what they've called them. It's such a weird thing to say. Basically street lamps. What I would say are street lights in the UK, if you yeah. need lingo. Uh, about meant to be about 50 years. They're meant to be oh, so strong. Let's so be honest, new. I've never actually seen one be replaced. Well, lucky for you, if you went to Japan, you'd see them because this pole collapsed 23 years after it was installed on the street in 97. That's when it was installed. Oh. And basically, it was all a mystery of why it collapsed. But police worked out what caused it to collapse. Any guesses before I reveal this cause? There was no issues with the installation and no issues with the quality of metal. I feel like somebody has tied their dog with a lead to the lamp and it's just ran and pulled it over. Weirdly, you're sort of close, but not exactly. A dog Somebody is... tied their llama to it. <laughs> okay, you took out the only element you got right. A dog is related. So this 21-foot pole snapped at its base and was found lying in the bushes of a parking lot in the city of Suzuka, right? Because of dog pee. Did it just, like, acid, like, melt it or...? Basically, the police department were doing their tests at the time in July when it first sort of occurred, and it's now seen that forensic scientists detected 40 times more urea... I can't even say the word. ...at the bottom of the pole compared to the amount found in other nearby poles. mean urine? Yeah. Ura. You know what's in urine? U-R-E-A. No. Oh. oh. Urea. <laughs> it's like Eureka. <laughs> I mean, don't get too excited about that. That'd be weird. But basically... I mean... 
it Look, you know, that's an incredibly thin, like, piece of metal. Like, it's hard to explain um, looking at it, but it's kind of a, a really thin shell. Yeah, but to be fair, it was thicker than that, but it was slowly eroded by the high amounts of urine and sodium that's found in dog urine. The traffic light was... Yeah, it's only three years, but come on, that is so thin. That's what caused it to snap. It eventually got to breaking points. Basically, officials are now encouraging pet owners to take their dog to urinate elsewhere in the hopes that it won't happen again because the pole's been replaced. But they've also, police have said they've already got an issue because dogs have started pee on it, peeing on it already. So we might have But come on, though. Do you reckon it's just dogs? Mm, well, to be fair, if it isn't, I don't know why this hasn't been reported in any other country, just Japan, because apparently this isn't the first case of a pole being eroded by dog pee. Because in 2016... It was reported that in Osaka, um, a pole, a street light, ended up crushing a 10-year-old girl's hand. And it was because the pole fell on her hand or whatever, and dog urine was to blame them. Lord, poor girl. I know. I mean, you feel like you've got to be wrong time, wrong place to be, you know, because it would have just gone at any time, if that makes sense. I don't think a dog is actively peeing on it and it just goes. I just yeah, but just imagine that. How did you crush your hand? Um, some de- dogs peed on a on a lamppost for so many years, and it eroded and fell on me. I mean, at least you have you know a nice breaking conversation. Hopefully, she imagine made a that full recovery party, though. Yeah, I'm hoping she made a full recovery. They don't go on to say, but I guess <laughs> I guess the lucky well, thing that is... wasn't the striking part of the story, Laura. Obviously, clearly not. But I guess the lucky thing is that no one got hurt by this streetlight in particular, or at least they haven't bothered to mention. But it's also kind of like, I, I don't know what you do, because dogs want to mark their territory. And as soon as you surely, dog, surely there must be some material that they could build a streetlight out of that does not get affected by acid. I guess so the other thing you could do, because I was going to say in the UK, less so the ones near the roads, because, you know, it's the ones near the dog walking paths, basically, is you'd have like a little fence around it or a little planting area and then a little fence. That way the yeah. dog pee on the fence rather than directly on the pole. I mean, it's kind of odd, though, because you think, like, dogs pee on trees and stuff all the time that trees don't, like, exactly rot. I mean, that's why some trees, the bark starts to break off from the outside. It's the chemical. Oh. I think trees also absorb a lot. That sounds really weird. I don't know the science behind trees, but, <laughs> but I think it's a case of, like, it's not peeing on the fundamental core of the tree and trees are much thicker much more is this why trees are green <laughs> i don't think so but i don't know the same <laughs> it could be i mean to be fair trees if if i saw a tree had fallen over for example in this country or yeah fall apart i would instantly go lightning or something like that i wouldn't be like i think the dogs did it I'm on to you guys. Do you remember the... Going back, and if you haven't listened to this episode, you go back in our archives. Do you remember the mystery puddle in uh, Cowden Beef? Yes, the uh, pump and forget about it. I'll never forget. I hope they tested it and see if it was dog pee. Maybe some dog pee moulded with something else and dog pee is super powerful and we should investigate. But then wouldn't there be like a huge, like... Have you seen... A like, hole? Yeah, but have you seen the size of some dogs? Maybe it's just a constant peer sneaking out in the middle of the night. Massive dog. The massive, like, just, no, forget about it. It's a wolf. It's a wolf. Let's be honest. Let's go with that. But, um, yeah, so you've got no suggestions on how they can protect their streetlights or any theories on why Japan is hit by this issue of dog pee. And I've never heard it happen anywhere else. Well, I suppose Japan is mainly like a city-type 
place and so there's probably not much greenery about or trees because it's all you know one of those really built up you know what i'm saying it's a built-up area with lots of like the dog yeah i don't think there's many trees in japan not that i've ever been to japan I think they have, like, there's going to be some areas, but... You, it's well, not yeah, place... I'm not saying the whole of it's just like, ripped out all of the trees, I'm, but I'm, I'm just aware, saying, but you're in seeing... this particular part, it's probably mainly streetlights, so there's got to be somewhere. If you had to picture it, you'd basically picture a city with all built-up areas. It's basically your... I'm probably just being really stereotypical, thinking of, like, Tokyo. Yeah, maybe, but then it's a lot of areas. I think there's a lot of... There is villages in that in Japan that are, like, more, like, sparsely populated and stuff like that. But if you were to say, describe the average city, you're describing a lot of built-up areas. This is clearly a built-up area because if they can't find anywhere to put a dog-walking path that's not near a streetlight, that probably is I'm just thinking there must be some sort of like chemical or like uh what do you call it like a finish or a varnish or something that they can coat the lamp with which like will you know like crep protect for your trainers. Yeah, you want that equivalent for your street. Like something that they can spray on the thing and it will just like all the pee will just roll off onto the floor. Yeah, this makes sense. I also do kind of think it's weird. I've never really thought about it that a streetlight has an average life cycle of 50 years. I've never looked at it and gone, you've not got long left till your retirement, mate. <laughs> like, I've never, like... Said, I've, never, I've never seen one be replaced. No. But then I, feel that... like, I feel like it's one of these things that they do at night when everyone's in bed. But there's also a case of, I guess, I don't think they go have birthdays mark you know what i mean i don't think this one yeah. is dead on 50, 50 years today boys let's go i just feel like they probably have a computer system that's like oh number t7213b is about to expire yeah i just but i don't think they'd be like if they went and saw it and they're like oh it still looks like it's got a few years let's leave it standing i don't imagine it's like it's 50 let's go Go, go, go. Go, go, go. Because I think the only time I've seen them. We need to get them home. I think the only time I've seen them replace one is like a car's hit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's the only time. Yeah. That's the vibe I'm going for. Anyway, unlike the people that, you know, are in charge of streetlights and, you know, celebrating streetlights birthdays, um, they don't mix things up. But you know what we're going to do, Kaylee? We're going to mix things up and go to a bloody ad break. The Totally Buzz Twitch channel is showcasing the ups and downs of Team Totally Buzz FC on FIFA 22 Pro Clubs. What drama will unfold? Check out www.twitch.tv slash totallybuzzed. How are you, man? Follow totallybuzz.co.uk on Twitter at totallybuzzuk. If you have something you want to discuss in our next podcast, then make sure to send us an email to totallybuzzed at outlook.com. Like, subscribe, and rate Totally Buzz Podcast five stars on Apple Podcasts. Way I might. Listening on Google Podcasts? Hit subscribe on the Totally Buzz UK podcast to keep up to date with your weird and wonderful fix. And we're back. Kaylee, a refreshing ad break. A bit like a dog refreshes itself on a street lamp in Japan. But instead <laughs> of talking about that, we're going to go straight in to our favourite segment of the week. It's Tick. Talk spotlight the segment where you mostly you share us and tell us about a tiktok that you think everyone should watch because it will cheer them up what have you got for us i feel like we need i feel like we need a round of applause you know when you when you announce tiktok spotlight it just seems like it's right anyway 
So the TikTok for this week is, um, well, we'd had it on the back burner for a while, but I feel like today was the right day to to share it among the uh, community. So there is a guy uh, in, I think it's in America. He's he's in one of these big, uh, I suppose like a Walmart or something like that. Um, and this guy, he's been, you know, like when you're in a shop, there's like no one about, or if there is, they're helping someone else, like a different customer, and you're just like getting frustrated, like where is everybody? I need help. So this guy takes it upon himself. He uh, he finds one of the in-store phones, and I don't know whether like it just you pick it up and start talking or whether you need to press a button maybe he worked for one of them previously but um, oh, that's for sure i don't know it's probably like one two three four five and then star or something anyway so he like picks it up and he's like hello or attention such and such shops managers um a customer needs help in the electrical what's it called department Department, that's it or technology department or whatever blah 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 um i've been waiting here for 30 minutes uh you could probably play some of the audio like in the podcast but anyway um and he he's basically he's so chill about it <laughs> I, I would like to know whether they actually did turn up or what they said to him personally it reminds me of like samuel l jackson i can see him doing something like that being like i've been waiting this goddamn aisle for god Damn, thirty minutes. So but yeah, um, go and watch it yourself. is is a very, a very uh, interesting but uplifting clip. I I find. Well, if they want to watch it themselves, they can find it on www.totallybuzz.co.uk in the companion piece. But I concur with what Katie said about Samuel Jackson energy. But I also just compare it that you've got to have massive balls and like. It, like just be to do that because I do not want to deal with a disgruntled staff member if you know what I mean like I get he's being cheeky but there's a certain point where a staff member might come over and I'm like they are going to be pissed I just like the idea that somebody comes down with like a bagel with like cream cheese on it and they're like I was on my break it's just it's insane <laughs> We've both worked in retail. It, 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 I was like, imagine though, like you've just sat down after working for like seven or eight hours, right? You've just sat down and just taken the first bite or the first sip of your drink, right? And then you hear the audio from that TikTok. You'd be like, "Fuck, blah, I'm not going. I'm not going." <laughs> like, <laughs> absolutely insane. That's mad, like. I just, I just feel like we're not giving it much justice, but like the clip is so good. Like it's just, I don't know. It's just, I think it's like you said, very cocky, very confident. But like he kind of, I would let him speak on behalf of all, you know? Yeah, I'm rooting for the guy because I think he's funny and what he says and the way he does it is hilarious. But at the same time, I'm imagining if I was an employee at that store, I'm just like, Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like. I will come deal with your complaint or your whatever, but did you have to announce it over the store? Is yeah, but like he had to get people's attention. He couldn't find anybody. I'd also like to I say, just like the idea that all the staff are in the staff room like watching a football game or something. I would imagine that would be like, you know, more of a Or like catching up on the latest episode of Squid Game. That's just if I just I think they're more likely to be watching Love Island than them sort of shows and discussing yeah. Squid Game, but what do I know? But um, it's more the fact if you if you just said, but it's all the fact. I do think it's impressive that all staff members managed to hide from him in such a busy store. Like like you said, it looks like a Walmart. 
And I imagine that'd be a very... To be honest, you look quite dead. Yeah, I'm... It Maybe it's, what, the COVID world we live in now? Not yeah. Because a lot but... of people are, are less going outside and working oh, from home. And... They say that, you know, some places have issue getting staff in and there's people getting sick all the time. And I say... Because obviously this is... I want to say this is definitely America. It could yeah. Be Canada, but I'm assuming it's America. But, you know, obviously different stages, the pandemic, don't know 100% when this was. And that maybe it's something to do with that. And that's why there's no staff about. And then it's like, oh, this makes sense. I love how we started this podcast saying that we would not use the C or the P word. And we've said both. Well, you know what? I feel like it deserved it. Just to defend the employees of this store, my fellow retail brethren, I've got to look out for them. COVID and pandemic. It just, you know, it just amuses me. That's all. It's just because of how big that story is. Oh, yes. COVID. Hilarious. No, not that. I mean, just being able not to find anyone because it's like creepy. Like, but like I, I don't know about you, but I've been in that situation with my mum before. We were in a store which has closed down since. I mean, I could probably just mention it because they don't exist anymore. So it was British Home Stores. Uh, or BHS for short. I don't know what to say, but uh, we were in there and literally we were walking around for ages and like there was nobody. And then like my mum found somebody, she went, Thank God for that. (laughs) It was so awkward. See, you have that experience. I've never had that. I've had the opposite experience where I'm like, Please stop coming up to me. I just want to browse. Leave me alone. Yeah, I hate that. I feel like it's never in between. It's either one or the other. Yeah, you walk into a store and as soon as you walk in, you're like, why do I feel like there's so many eyes on me? I get it more when you go into stores like um, phone stores or anywhere that sees themselves as a technical store. So, like, if you, say, go looking for a washing machine or a PC or something. Yeah, but they're just just fishing you out for commission. They are, which is why I hate it. Because it's like, dude, I know you get commission. But do I look like I'm ready to impulse yes, buy a tumble dryer? Down a little. Like you feel like you want to do that thing Ross does in Friends, where he like does the little crab claws thing, where he's like, turn it down, dial it down. A little bit, yeah. But it's I more... feel like I feel like there should be a thing in the world where when you go out shopping, there's a certain like thing that you do, like a hand gesture or something that says like, I do not want to be disturbed while I'm shopping. I mean, yes, it could be a middle finger, but I feel like it shouldn't be as rude as that. And it should just be a thing where we're just like, right, back off. Yeah. I don't want to be disturbed. Leave me. I would be fine with that. Because like I said, it's just sometimes you feel you're so trying to be polite, but you're also kind of like... I don't want to talk to you for 10 minutes about a tumble dryer. I have no interest in buying. I don't know why why I was yeah. talking about tumble dryers. And I'm just trying to be polite and not look rude. I'm being like, oh, I don't need any help. And he's like, oh, what are you here for today? And it's like, look, I've got nothing better to do. I don't know and the worst thing is, like, they're told to say these things. They're obviously, like, told, like, oh, greet the customer, ask them what they're looking for, see if you can assist them. Like, it's all part of, like, a script or whatever. Yeah, because... I, I that. But that's part of, like, a outdated system. It's because of stuff like mystery shoppers and all that vibe. By the way, if a mystery shopper was in that store in America, don't know if they have them, but I assume they do, like, in the UK, basically someone who goes in as a customer and they basically survey how good the customer service and that is and basically then report back and stuff like that um that would be embarrassing if that tiktok happened during a time when a mystery shopper was in store but that sort of energy because there's like that risk of that and they feel like you know they want good reports and that it's just oh, it's 
so much some stores. Like I said, there's there's no in between. It's either completely deserted or like leeches. It's just it's just one or the other, like no in between. Anyway, I believe we might have cheered people's Mondays up that, or we reminded them how painful retail shopping is on the high street, and we've helped kill Not the online. high street. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've, we've helped kill the high street that is already struggling, coming up to a very important time of year and we're like shop online stay indoors do your thing black friday am i right let's go you know what else is online this podcast www.totallybuzz.uk podcast <laughs> and also www.totallybuzz.co.uk which this podcast is an association with also online so technically you, you can leave the house and do this so if you are going to go out and you want to pretend like you're busy so a, you know a staff member doesn't you know disturb you you can pull out your phone I mean, we don't play the podcast. Maybe put headphones. A little bit rude, but you could also check us out on Twitter. No, no, no. You could be like, "Excuse me, I'm listening to a very important podcast. I do not need your tumble dryer." Exactly. Do that. Rate us five stars for giving you this suggestion, and then also follow us on Twitter at Totally Buzz UK Podcast. So, yeah, I think that's been a very successful episode. Another joyous occasion in the uh, bank. We hope you did enjoy I mean, listening to it. We can be very biased. I don't know what you're talking about. Like one of the staff members who works in a retail shop, I think we were delightful. And I'm saying, is there anything else we can help you with? If not, rate us five stars. <laughs> Leave us a review uh, of your experience of our podcast to our email, which is totallybuzzed at outlook.com. See? Hey. See? And we'll see you next time. Bye bye. This podcast is brought to you by two chatterboxes and a lovable Geordie at totallybuzzed.co.uk.